All right, hey everybody. So tonight is a little bit different of a show. It's uh, I don't know why I've never done this show before, and why it took me so long. Or maybe you say, "Scoots, you have uh, episode two ninety eight." Because uh, I've done these online, but I figured I'd do like an AMA of common questions that come up around the podcast as a bit of a bedtime story. And uh, use that to soothe you off to bedtime. So I don't know how, what I mean. I hope you like that. Uh, I hope it uh, works for you. Uh, and I think it will. And then maybe I could also edit this up uh, and actually put those questions up on the website. So I quizzed uh, the patrons, uh, the people that support the show, help it keep it going uh, with some questions. And then I also have a like a bunch of historical AMAs we've done. Also, just in case to, to answer a question right away, AMA stands for Ask Me Anything, uh, kind of like a Q&A, and more it actually isn't an AMA. Cause they, like with this one, I'm trying to stay focused uh, just on the podcast. Uh, before we get to the patron questions, I wanted to answer a couple of questions I see pretty often. Uh, one is, like, who who who's in the credits? Uh uh, so I wanted to go through the credits and just say, okay, so uh, the credit song or the regular credits, uh, the credit song is done by the Mystery Bard, however you spell mystery, M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y, Bard, B-A-R-D, uh, Jonathan Mann. And the Mystery Bard was kind of a nickname I came up for him, came up with, uh, is because he was coming to the show to help us do these Lola jingles for the sponsors, and I thought we'd do a fun way to introduce him. And uh, that's uh, so that's how we came up with uh, the Mystery Bard. In JonathanMann.net, you could uh, check out his music, commission a song from him. Uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer are oh are, are honor 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 artwork also i see carl w's a legend also edits episodes that's k-a-r-l-w carl who is also one of our editors i'm already off a topic okay so because chris posty posterson from sounds like an earful uh wrote the theme song and edits episodes and he's probably editing this episode what's up chris uh and that's Chris Postal from Sounds Like an Earful, Sounds Like an Earful dot dot com. And uh, you can check out all of the amazing work he does with music and podcasts. Uh, and Chris was the first person to work on the show, editing episodes, and he's still with the show. It's a wonderful thing. And then, yeah, Carl W., who's not a public, like Carl, he, Carl W.'s a legend, also edits episodes. Uh, so Carl W. also edits episodes, uh, so uh, kind of we alternate just because it's uh, a lot of work goes into the show, and also it's just a matter of like uh, you know the, the editing is uh, not enough work to be a full time job. So it's like uh, you know they're trying to edit the shows uh, in addition to tons of other projects they're working on. Okay, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer honor 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 artwork. Uh, so Kenny is my brother Ken. He does the artwork for the show now. Scotty and Jennifer are uh, Scotty. Scott is the person who did our original logo and a lot of our original merch and a lot of the banners you see with the podcast. So like most of our original art. Uh, Jennifer 
was uh, Scotty's wife. Now, this is the first uh, like kind of story. Uh, like, uh, So once upon a time, when I was uh, just a baby podcaster, and I didn't know what what I was doing, Jennifer it was a listener of the show, and she emailed me. She said, hey, my husband Scott is a really good designer. Maybe he could help you make a logo for the show. So generous. Uh, and she introduced us, and I said, hey, you know, I know this is like, uh, this is very early days. Uh, and, uh, like, we talked about it. And I said, geez, I don't know, like, how much time, you know, I, I was like, uh, they were very generous with their time. And I was, of course, like a feeling a little awkward and probably anxious about it. Not necess- not needed, though, uh, because they were trying to help the show and, and give to the show. And then Scott came up with all of the, 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 the smiling, sleeping face uh, that is so associated with the show and the purples and stuff. And then my brother Ken's been doing stuff for the shows. And then Honor Honor... Uh, on our O-N-O-U-R-H-O-N-O-R on O-N-O-U-R artwork. Uh, and that was just something funny I came up with like a long time ago. Like uh, I think it was from Starcraft. Uh, they say, uh, I mean, my favorite, I don't know. There's like reporting for duty. That's one Starcraft character that I used to click a lot. And you could also, they were saying D-U-T-Y, but you could click it a lot and then laugh because they were saying uh, D-O-O-D-Y, you know, or I-E, whatever. And uh, I don't think any character said on your honor, honor, but I think someone said something like that that I thought was honor, on your honor. And then it rhymed with honor artwork, on your honor, on your artwork. Uh, I just like how that sounds. And so I started saying it. So that's Kenny Scott and Jennifer Honor, Honor, Honor artwork. Uh, Eric and the team at Astound are on the website. Uh, that's Eric, another listener generous who said uh, from East Astound, E-S-T-O-U-N-D is his company. And another person reached out to me and said, hey, I love the show. I'd love to help you with your website. Uh, very, very generous. I really appreciate Eric and his team. Uh, then Mystery Bard, who we covered. I'm Mystery Bard. Uh, I don't know what comes after that, but it's then it's like, uh, the moderators. So there's a listener Facebook group. It's not actually like a part of the podcast. Uh, it was formed by Alexandra and Laura and it's a hundred percent volunteer listener Facebook group for people to talk about the podcast, uh, they, I, I believe my memory may be correct, but it's probably incorrect. It's like they both emailed me separately and said, hey, we want to start a forum for the podcast or something. And again, it, like I've always kind of been uh, just trying to keep the podcast coming out. So I said, well, I don't really, it's just not something I can like have the time to invest in, unfortunately. Uh, and you know, these would be one of the things I'd be wondering about. And then they, I, I don't know if how they got introduced to one another, if I did that or Alexandra did that or like Laura did that. Uh, but then they started this Facebook group and we kind of worked on the guiding principles together. And then they found very quickly that Facebook groups uh, take a lot of work. So then there's moderators, like moderators. Alexandra came up with that term. Uh, and, uh, the current, n- not, or, well, well, probably when you hear this, it'll be like, uh, well, the current moderators are, uh, uh, Stacy, Sarah, uh, Keith, uh, Julie, and Jennifer. 
uh, and there's been like a, a lot of other moderators. Uh, Laura, who also formed the group, and Alexandra have been moderators. Uh, Summer, they said like so Stacy and Sarah, uh, Keith, to Julie and Jennifer. Those are there's another Julie, uh, Lida. And they just volunteer their time to kind of help create the community that they want to see. Also, Julie, uh, who's a moderator and an early member of the group, was the one who uh, introduced me to the term, uh, like, uh, helped me, like, uh, she used friends beyond the binary. Uh, and I said, that is what I've been looking for to open the podcast uh, so that everyone feels seen and welcome. Uh, because it never sat right with me. Like I was trying to do this kind of old-fashioned but fun and welcoming intro. And I was like, what about uh, Friends Beyond the Binary uh, uh, that are listening? That I, like, uh, I want everybody to f- know that this is a safe place for them. And I was constantly kind of like wondering, man, like, what am I, how, like, what is like the right way? And then Julie just used it uh, on Facebook, I think. And I said, that's it. That's exactly uh, like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. Uh, that's exactly the opening for the show. So Julie was the one who guided me towards that, who show, showed me by example. Uh, uh, so I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Night Vale Presents is our network. Uh, and uh, we're also a member of PRX uh, that helps distribute the show. And that's like uh, how we keep the show going behind the scenes is uh, the support of Night Vale and PRX. And people that support the show on Patreon and support our sponsors uh, buy the merch. Uh, support the sponsors. You could do anything you want to sleep with me podcast.com. That's what Mystery Bart says. So I think that's it. And the other term I use sometimes at the intro that people don't know is creaky dulcet tones. It's C-R-E-E-K-Y or something. Dulcet is a D-U-L-C-E-T tones, tones, uh, T-O-N-E-S. And dulcet tones are like silvery sweet tones that you might hear on a crooner, you know, who is singing... Uh, you know, with a big band or whatever, you know, like uh, whoever, like crooners, uh, like the silver tone was one of like a, like a jazz singer that listens to the podcast. Uh, he has dulcet tones, D-U-L-C-E-T tones. I, Scooter, have creaky dulcet tones, which is like, a, it's a combination of dulcet tones and a creaky door into a voice. Uh, that's the tone of the podcast. Uh, so that's a creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, credits to the show. The term, oh, so dearest scooter, uh, where'd that term come from? You know, when I first started the podcast, I was a little bit like, uh, I, w- I w- had performance, uh, like I didn't, had never done this before. And my CRITIC was really thinking about this and saying, what are you doing? You're not a, a podcaster. You're not a radio person. And you're like, you're doomed. And so I said, how am I going to get this podcast if I keep, like, how am I going to, like, just like when I'm trying to take your mind off stuff, I was trying to take my mind off of stuff. Uh, and I said, well, what if we have a stage name? Uh, my critic said, huh. And I said, it kind of wouldn't be, 
it would just be for fun, but it also has like, like, uh, what are people at work with going to think? Or would it like, uh, you know, what if someone, uh, goofs on me and that takes my enthusiasm out of making the show? So I said, it would at least cover us from getting like people saying, oh, you started a podcast, uh, like something like that, or, huh, sleep podcast to put people to sleep, huh? And, uh, so that's how I said, okay, let's use a stage name. And the name Dearest Scooter was uh, something I tested out in another project, uh, where I was imagining if, uh, this is a stretch, but Scooter Libby was uh, responding to Dear Abby columns, uh, cause they think it, like, uh, she would usually close her things with dearest to something. And I thought, uh, like, he was not as nice. Like, he he definitely was not. But, but like, uh, he liked that town, town, like, saying dearest scooter, very nice and calming. And so that's uh, where that came from. Is it just how I liked how it sounded? It sounded relaxing to me. And it gave me a little bit of extra space to uh, to be present and do the show. Uh, another question that comes up a lot of times is like the voice of the podcast, how it's changed, uh, how it's different. I mean, the podcast is always evolving because I listen to the show a bunch of times, it, it, like mixing it and getting it ready for release and after it comes out uh, to ensure it's the highest quality. And also, we're constantly getting feedback. So it's like the show always is like a evolving in a very minuscule way, like over time, over seven, 800 episodes, you see, okay, it's evolved much more. Huh, maybe this will be the 800th episode. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, so the show's kind of just evolved a little bit, a little bit over time. I guess that's like, uh, that answers that, right? Oh, but we've also like changed the equipment we've used and I've also gotten more and more relaxed and comfortable when I'm recording and just been able to like work with a microphone like in a way, I don't know. So the show sounds different than we started, one, because I'm calmer and I have like a little bit more microphone technique, microphone, microphone technique. I mean, another thing is we have, like, a little bit better equipment. We're still kind of on the prosumer end of equipment just because moving to, like, professional equipment would be, like, a real investment. But also, I don't know, with, like, recording in an apartment, um, that it would necessarily be worth the investment. And then we've also invested in, like, uh, post-production things just to add, like, a compression and bring up the volume and bring down the background noise, uh, make sure there's, like, not a lot of sibilance in the tracks or, like, the least amount um, without taking anything out of the audio. So uh, so the voice of the show is always kind of changing, and maybe the pacing, uh, like, kind of changes depending on how present I am or, like, what's going on outside of the podcast, but also, like... Uh, the changing of how people consume podcasts. Cause one thing that has influenced the show is podcast apps, because a lot of podcast apps like will add, have added smart speed or uh, silence reduction and things. And that changes the pacing of the show. And it's out of my control. So a lot of times I hear from people that kind of say the show's sped up. Like sometimes people have changed the speed of the show 
but a lot of times that is like a, one of those settings in there that cuts out the silences or just barely changes the speed of the show, like, uh, and that kind of impacts the pacing of the show. But some people also are able to, like, slow the show down if they like. Okay, so that's like, uh, okay, uh, voice of the podcast. But the whole idea of the podcast is it's like a mind-body thing. Like, I'm here to keep you company and to respect your space, but to be close enough uh, to make you feel like I'm here to help. And I want the voice of the show to capture that, I guess, uh, would be the thing. Um, Like, another question I get that I probably can't totally answer is like, how much time does it take to make the show? In the the total amount of time it takes to both make the show and put it out as a free podcast and all the administration uh, to do that and keep in touch with all the feedback we get and questions is like from my end, like a hundred hours a week. Uh, And it's kind of been a number that's like gone between, you know, 90 and a hundred and then there's other work that PRX and Night Vale do uh, every week to support the show. Uh, but that 100 hours just includes, like, my time and the editor's time. And ideally, like, uh, some stat, you know, like, uh, I don't know, down the road it'll be, like, a little bit spread out, a little bit better. Yeah, but when you break that down, I guess right now it's probably, like, 50-50. So... Uh, 40 to 50 hours a week uh, are spent in production of like two to two and a half episodes. Uh, or maybe, yeah, like it usually takes like 20 hours a week uh, to make an episode. Uh, but that doesn't include like the stuff that goes out on Patreon um, and some of the other new stuff we've done, like transcripts. I mean, transcripts so overall, you know, like... Uh, Use a company to do transcripts, but uh, like the up of the CMS part, of the, like uh, the uploading and stuff. So all told, like twenty twenty four at five hours uh, uh, from start to finish uh, to make an episode. But that's spread over, like every week. There's like different. Like uh, I'm not only I'm not working on the episodes that come out that week. Uh, I might be finalizing the episodes that are coming out. I'm working on the episodes, like mixing and listening to the episodes that come out in the next week or two. Uh, and then I'm writing and recording and researching episodes that are going to come out in like two, ideally two to three months. So like usually in a given week, like I'll spend so much time writing for an episode, I'll be recording that week or the next week. Uh, some of the time I'm watching a show and writing stuff about that that's going to be recorded that week or the next week. Uh, some of the time I'm doing research related to one or two of those things. Uh, then usually recording. In a perfect world, I would record uh, seven days a week just because, one, it's muscle memory. And, two, the podcast, uh, it's just a moving, like, it's a, like whatever, it's a moving, it's on a conveyor belt, so... Just like I love Lucy in that famous uh, chocolate scene or whatever, like there always is, uh, like there's always stuff in different stages of production, and there's always hiccups in those stages. So if like I was recording seven days a week every day, we could, we'd have like uh, tons of content, but uh, because stuff's gonna happen, it's like if I like plan on recording seven days a week, then maybe I'll record five. And what I so the way shows are recorded. 
is uh, that uh, one day I recorded the thank yous and the intros. Uh, so for this show, this episode that I'm doing now, yesterday I recorded the thank yous, the intros, and part of an interview for another podcast. Uh, then today I warmed up doing some like ad reads. Uh, uh, though sometimes I'll do those in the day after I do the intros. Uh, and then I recorded this episode because recording episode that's uh, like recording the episode portion. Usually those are like 45 minutes edited. Uh, like just sitting down and recording it with breaks and, and uh, like like it's like an hour and a hour to, to an hour and a half uh, to get 45 minutes of Well, yeah, to get 45 minutes of edited material of recording and it just so it just works better like uh and it's like pretty focused so like uh yeah i'm right here with you right that's the whole goal and so just i've worked works better so in like a perfect week uh, or a regular week that i shoot for i would record two full episodes and then an intro or an episode portion so 2.5 episodes a week uh, which means at the end of the month of a regular month, I would have 10 episodes recorded, which means if one month, I, like I'm like, traveling to a conference or I have a COLD, uh, then, uh, or uh, I can explain the vacay stuff, but like it gives me a little bit of uh, extra recording stuff. Or if I'm just like, not like uh, something, I say, well, I just got really busy with this other podcast related stuff. Uh, so, I was going to see with vacay, with like taking time off, like I try to like, uh, because again, the podcast is always coming out, like I do on major holidays, put out all intro episodes. And I think we put out uh, uh, six of those a year. So that's uh, three weeks, right, of material. So that means I can take three weeks off, like like a, like a like of like personal time a year it's kind of hard because i still have to write and there's still stuff coming in like a you know podcast doesn't ever stop getting released or people don't stop like it's like like a constant uh it's just like a store right or a restaurant i think someone used that analogy this weekend at PodX. it's like like kind of like running a restaurant um but so like, what was I thinking? So you got plenty, like, I, I don't know, I've learned over the years, it's like the, having those all intro ones on the holidays, uh, it, what, it, what the main thing about vacation means is that, it, well, I have to, like, I kind of have working vacations. I don't have to record while I'm on vacation. Though I do usually, when I'm on vacation, I record stuff for patrons, uh, like on location stuff, but uh, then I don't have to worry about uh recording episode on vacation which is like the 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 heaviest lifting of the podcast because it is what you hear Uh, but i also don't have to worry about finding a place that has good sound uh, that i can record in that's going to match up like uh, oh what if uh, there's a an intro from when i wasn't on vacation or something like that uh but yeah so to come back like the time budget for show right now is like around 100 hours uh, plus the help i get from night vale and uh PRX, I think it's probably a little bit more than that as we, uh, just as the show grows, like, then more people are interested to say, hey, what, it like, or I like, uh, like, uh, just more, um, and, and I think it's an important part of it is, like, I like interacting with you, the listener, and uh, so, like, having the time to do that and finding ways to do that 
and then there's also just the mechanic or the administration of like, uh, uh, how do we make sure the podcast can keep coming out every week? Like, what are all the um, process parts of that? And then how do we fund that? Because uh, just because the podcast is free and the consumption end, that's just like kind of the way podcasting works is uh, like like uh, like making sure there's money there to pay for the bandwidth that it costs to distribute the show or getting to where it's like, okay, all of these 100 and 110 hours is funded and we have like, if it, like a nice cushion so that's like, oh, if we don't have like a, like, so that if a bump in the road happens, like sleep with me is different in that sense. It's like, I, I'm doing a little bit more planning because they say, oh, if a bump in the road happens, I want to know six to eight months ahead of time. Okay. This bump happened. Okay. In eight months, it's going to impact the show. So I could give you plenty of a heads up, but that doesn't, or we could just steer around those bumps in the road. Yeah. So that's kind of like a. How much time goes into the podcast? That was a question. Okay, so I'm going to go to these questions now. Sin, and this is a very popular question, does the podcast ever put you to sleep? Uh, and the answer to that is it doesn't. Uh, like uh, when I listen, I'm listening. I don't listen with a hypercritical mind because I've already listened a few times. Oh, this brings up like uh, how many times do I listen to the show or how do I listen, which if you're a podcaster, this might be interesting or not, but... Uh, like, uh, oh, well, I'll answer the question first. Like, so it doesn't put me to sleep. But sometimes I listen at bedtime because someone's asked me a question, and I know that's a quiet time. So then I say, okay, let me put that episode on and see what they're talking about. Like, they'll say, did you say kookaburra, kookaburra, chew Mrs. Robinson? And I, and I say, well, what, do you know which episode? Because I don't know any, I don't have no idea. And then they might say, oh, yeah, you know, the one, the uh, the houseplant that learned to love. Uh, and I'd say, I released that as an episode that was in my personal memoirs. Uh, so, and I'd say, that wasn't the houseplant named Mrs. Robinson, was it? Uh, and they say, no, Ms. Robinson. Okay, good. Oof. Uh, but so, uh, but I have fallen asleep to the podcast before. When I've been working on it, because uh, like editing shows or mixing shows, editing shows takes a lot of focus. Uh, and so for like uh, when when I had a full time job, I would have to edit uh, shows on my lunch break. Uh, and you can't multitask. There is like a desire to multitask when you're trying to listen to audio, like especially when you have a lot to do. You say, well, if I could just like uh, respond to these emails and edit this audio, but it just doesn't work that way. Like the audio demands your full attention. But then if I just ate lunch and it's warm, like sometimes like the show's even slower than uh, it is now. So I, I have fallen asleep before. And that brings up like, so how's the, how's the production, the post-production of the show work? So after I finish recording, uh, what I'll do right now, like is I'll take out the SD card. I record from a microphone into a preamp into a digital recorder. Uh, so I'll take the SD card out of that digital recorder. I'll put it in my computer. I'll look up the file names, and I put that in a spreadsheet that I call tape log, which is just a log of the tape. Uh, so it'll say, oh, this is the, the number. This is the date the file was recorded on. This is what's in that recording. 
and this is where it's going. So then I'll upload it to one of the editor, like to a, a drive, like a cloud drive. And I'll put it in a folder that one of the editors has access to. I'll name the folder. And I'll put that in the spreadsheet. Oh, it's on uh, AMA, AMA Funtime or whatever this episode is, like the working title of it. Uh, or, you know, whatever, Blankety Blank Season 2, Episode 11. And so then I know where the file is. I know what the file is because it usually just has a code name, right? Uh, and my code names are sequential uh, as opposed to date-based because it already has the date on it. So then I just know, okay. And so then the editors, now this is far out. Uh, well, actually, the editors are kind of caught up, uh, not totally caught up, but like, uh, so then the file probably sit there unless there's a rush on it. Uh, for a week or two or if i'm getting pretty far ahead like it could be up to like four to six weeks uh, and as the editor's working through the projects they have for the podcast and they'll get to that folder they'll open it up and they'll edit all the stuff for content so they'll take out any blank spaces uh, any retakes which would be a retake would go like this uh Hey, Chris, I'm going to do a retake here. So just cut out that first retake, but don't really cut it out because I'm just giving you an example of a retake. Uh, oh, and I usually I'd raise my voice more, so it would be a little bit jarring, but because it's an example, I won't raise my voice or make a noise or pause or change my tone. Uh, but if I don't like like something, then that, that would be, or I don't think it works, that would be, and they'll take out where I, like, clear my throat or take a lot of breaths or, you know, I live in a, uh, like, a like a busy area, so a lot of times I have to stop for five minutes while, like, a, somebody, like a plane goes by or somebody starts mowing or something else weird like that. Uh, for an episode or an intro, because it's a sleep podcast, they can never stop recording and come back to it, though. So I do have to block out times like uh, that I know I'm going to be able to have time to record the entire intro or the entire episode. I mean, it could get interrupted for like 15 minutes to like uh, 30. Uh, but anything more than 30, you know, time of day, my voice is going to change. I'm going to forget, like I'm going to be out of the moment. So uh, I don't even, I can't even think of any example like where, recently I was in the middle of recording an episode. Like if I was like halfway through an intro, I'd just have to delete the intro. And if I was in a halfway through an episode, it would just be, I mean, I plan things. So it would probably be, yeah, like I'd probably have to delete it or try to like be like, okay, I could give you 20 minutes. Uh, what's up? Uh, but usually I just plan stuff around it. I know I was going to talk about, uh, in order to, like, I know it's going to talk about uh, listening, but I think I had one more thing about recording uh, that now I forgot. I don't know what it was. Uh, but so listening. So then the episodes get uploaded to uh, the cloud. The editor will edit it for content uh, or whatever, like a linear edit. Uh, the show's always in a linear format uh, because a lot of podcast editing can be nonlinear. I mean, whatever, like uh, changing things around. Uh, then they'll, uh, this is all done in like a wave format. So uncompressed, uh, 
then the editors will like upload the, their finished files to the same folder, just in another smaller folder with the edited files. And then I'm kind of following the schedule. So I, it might sit there again for a few weeks. Uh, and then I'll be getting ready for the Patreon release normally. And I'll say, okay, what do we have to do on Patreon next week? Okay. You know, that t- whatever the plant that kissed the, the, the podcaster. So, okay, who had those files? Uh, now, sometimes I get mixed up and the editor will say, hey, there's two thank yous or something. And I'll have to go into the tape log and fix it. And usually I know because uh, usually Chris, Chris, Carl does the rush jobs, like stuff like if like I did an episode and for some reason it's like for another podcast. So I want it to come out uh, right away. Carl does those and he does the TV show style episodes. And Posty does the Tuesday style episodes in um, serialized episodic stories. So normally it's the first place I would look. I wouldn't even check the tape log unless they couldn't find it. I'd go into Chris's folders and I'd say, okay, here it is. Podcaster, they kiss the plant. Uh, and I would download, I'd check that the file that it's done. And then I would download those files. Uh, I use transmit to, to do that just because it's a little bit more efficient than uh, like downloading from a web browser. Uh, same for up, uh, uploading is like transmit for it's just like an FTP like thingamajig. So then I would download those and then I would load those into my audio editor, which I use Hindenburg Pro. Uh, like, uh, but you you're like if you're starting out, you could use Audacity or Hindenburg Journalist. Uh, I just use Hindenburg Pro because. Uh, Actually, I don't use. I don't know if you use any of the pro features on regular episodes, but I need it for some of the Patreon, like leveling. Oh no, I use it. Well, it, it, I think it like auto levels at negative sixteen, but whatever. Uh, so I pull everything into there as a project, and I put all the files kind of like in a sidebar, and then I'll save the project and I'll name it. Uh, uh, I name it as SWMP which stands for Sleep With Me Podcast. And then the episode number, like I'll look on the schedule, I'll say, okay. And sometimes these will change, so the file names will be incorrect. But uh, I'd say 801, uh, the boy, that, the podcaster that uh, loved plants. Uh, I might just say plants or podcast to love plants or something. And then I'll also add that as a note in Evernote, uh, which is what I use for like my show, the show notes and the titles and stuff like that. And then I'll start mixing a mix. Mixing means uh, taking the separate files of the, from the editor, which would be the teaser, the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, which every uh, on Patreon you get your own version of that. Uh, then the intro, then the episode, and then the theme music, and I'll pull that into the editor, and I'll listen to the teaser. Uh, then I'll put the music in, and I'll load up some uh, meters, and I'll make sure that it's getting mixed uh, at a proper, like with the music and the audio's mixed. Uh, and then I'll transition, it'll roll into the intro, then I'll make sure that the levels on the intro and the teaser match uh, 
and then I'll run through the intro and just listen to it. Now, the editors do a great job, so, like, I'm kind of just listening. Sometimes I'm taking a couple notes. Maybe occasionally I'll say, oh, I don't like the way I said that, and I'll cut it out or something, but... uh I don't know, or like be like, oh, let me just fix like a like I don't know, like some like a, like I don't know, like if I said that ten times, uh, I'd say, well, let's just cut out that last like uh, sound a little bit better, or I don't know, some tangent. I say, well, I don't know about that tangent. Let's just cut it out. Uh, then I'll go into the intro and I'll make sure that the intro, the levels between the intro and the episode, are the same, and I might just check a crossfade. Uh, so they like it's a smooth transitions into the episode, and then I'll listen through to the episode, and then I'll export that as a ad free, and I'll call it the same as a title ad free, as an MP3, and it's like I just do ninety six k, mono negative sixteen lufs, uh, and I export that uh, to a folder for Patreon stuff. Uh, then after that, I'll export the story-only version uh, yeah, to the to, to the same folder, the uh, same settings and everything. And uh, so once that's done, uh, then ideally I've set aside enough time that then I can start mixing uh, the segments for the public release. So then the next thing I'd probably do is bring in the thank yous. And pull the episode to the right because uh, I'm gonna like uh, and link like a crossfade and and attach the thank yous to the episode portion and make sure those two levels are matched. And when I say levels, I mean kind of like the volume. Also, the uh, like the editors have already done like noise reduction and compression and everything, so yeah I don't have to do any uh, add any effects or anything like that like I don't have to raise uh, the volume I mean just may have to barely change to the uh like the, the the gain but other than that I don't have to do anything I mean maybe like on an off occasion my mouth was making a lot of mouth noise I would run like a declicker yeah but it's like not it doesn't happen very often. So then, like, I'll have the, the episode and the thank yous done. Then I'll take out the Patreon teaser, and I'll dump in um, the regular teaser, and then I'll mix the rest of the episode. I, I guess I'm more now more aware of time. And then I'll just save that project. As we get closer to the public release, I'll do that. Uh, then also I'm taking the Patreon version. I'm uploading it to my transcript service. So then later when the transcript's done, in a perfect world, I could listen to the episode and go through the transcript. Uh, and I don't really edit the transcripts, uh, but I'm more like, uh, it just helps with my paying attention. I can listen and read and then make notes of like, okay, before the final release, we have to take that out. Because it didn't, like, I don't know, like, I just want to take it out for some reason. Okay, so I'm going to answer, I'm just answering the questions about the podcast on here. So if anybody's question didn't get read, it was just because it wasn't. Uh, uh, so Scott asked, do I still record in the tiny closet? Yep, I'm in here right now, uh, right under the stairs, three-quarter width stairs, uh, uh, in the Harry Potter closet. Uh, and Scott asked, how does uh, uh, Antonio get in here? 
he's like he's really easy. He's flexible, like physically and mentally. So, uh, Pommy asks, uh, "How did I start? Yeah, uh, where did I get the idea? How did I get to mix creaky dulcet tones? I kind of talked about that. Uh, the tangents. Uh, well, I started the show like I had trouble uh, sleeping as a kid, and I used to listen to the radio." And it never put me to sleep. It just kept me company. And so, like, uh, like I never forgot that, that it just made me feel better and uh, made me feel less A-L-O-N-E. And so when I started listening to podcasts, he said, oh, I want to make a podcast like that, what the radio did for me. And I'd already been telling bedtime stories kind of my personal life. So I said, oh, what, if, what about bedtime stories, help people fall asleep? And, uh, so that's what I ended up making, I guess, uh, like over time, it took a long time to get where we are now. And yeah, it was just like a matter of like audience feedback, like a lot of show, like didn't become what it is today until today. Right. Like, uh, the first 150 episodes were very experimental and very, uh, discovery based. And then the next 150, like between 150 and 300, were like uh, kind of like starting to build the foundation of not a house, but like a like an outdoor gathering area or something. And then like 300 to 600, we're like, oh, okay, like uh, let's start to see what we're like. Is this going to be a sculpture garden or oh, that'll be over here? Okay, this is going to be the uh, uh, the mandala over here, you know. Uh, but yeah, the kind of show is like, uh, it's a lot of writing and prep, uh, and to enable those tangents and now experience. Uh, so all the tangents kind of come from like, uh, either having writing or having notes or research uh, or knowing the kind of general stopping points for the story so that there's room for it to go off topic. Um, but yeah, oh yes, yeah, so the radio never put me to sleep. It just kept me company. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jane asks, will you ever make an episode just talking about whatever crosses your mind for an hour? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, most of the, like, uh, Tuesday episodes are kind of like that, but they're a little bit more structured. Uh, it, just because I feel like I need some sort of structure to kind of keep me, so I know where it's going and when it's going to end. And uh, it kind of helped the tang- give the tangent some some form uh, so it's kind of like a balance of doing talking and, uh, of having like some loose control, maybe. Uh, Heidi asks, where do you get the ideas from your stories? Uh, I mean, I guess this is like, like, as people say it a lot, but it's like, I take constant notes, uh, and write, like have pieces of paper everywhere. Uh, tons of ideas I've lost because I write it down on a scrap of paper and throw it somewhere. But I also like carry notebooks and stuff, so it's like constantly trying to keep ideas of like uh, things that catch my eye, things that catch my attention, things I can't stop thinking about, things that I'm w o o r y i n g ing about, uh, things that make me laugh, things that make me not laugh, uh, things that make me say, "Hmm, why? Why is that?" Or, "Ooh, what? What happened there?" Or particularly anything that would make you say, what if? Like, oh, what if that was with that? Uh, so just like a lot of things. Uh, 
Ellen asked, like, how did Carol King become my muse? Uh, that was just because she was constantly, like, anytime I hit shuffle on this iPod, iPod the algorithm was, uh, like, the shuffle algorithm had, like, it was Carol King heavy. So every, like, fifth song would be a Carol King song, even though there's, like, 30 Carol King songs in, in with 30,000 songs. And I thought that was like some sort of spiritual message and ended up Carol King was here on earth. Uh, so then I said, well, that's interesting, uh, too. Yeah. So yeah, let's see what else, uh, who's Diane that Simon talks to on the big farm. I mean, that's kind of Simon, like, uh, uh like a, we don't, we don't know, I guess, as a listener, like it's like, uh, in the show TP, with uh, Agent Dale Cooper, he would talk to Diane, who in the show was never revealed. Now, in the third season, or the remake, it was revealed that it was uh, Diane was real, uh, and uh, she was played by Laura Dern. Uh, but like, uh, there was always just this mystery. So Simon's talking to someone named Diane, like through an audio recorder. Uh, or something like that. Uh, can you do an all-in, all-thank-you episode? Probably at some point it will. Uh, when's the next trip? We're playing with Ray. Uh, hopefully another one coming soon. Uh, but uh, there will be an episode coming out in the next few months uh, that's already recorded. Um, Mirak uh, says, uh, If money was no object, where would the podcast go? It would definitely be translated into other languages with uh, uh, speakers of those languages with uh, like a proper uh, culturally sensitive translations in those languages. And then ideally commissioning of stories, uh, well, so, like producer to do this work because I couldn't, but. And then uh, like uh, a purchase, like a story, like story uh, commissioning of stories, uh, in those languages, one person I'm particularly inspired by is uh, like uh, the, the the team that runs Clark's World. Uh, so that's like somebody I support on Patreon. It's a sci-fi uh, a sh- collection of short stories. Um, so th- that's kind of what I'd say. Uh, when you talk, when you can't sleep, what do you do? I try to read. Uh, um, Let's see. Who's Bernie the Butterfly? That's a eight. Oh, I'm sorry. That question was from uh, uh, Norman. Uh, Atypical Geek says, uh, who's Bernie the Butterfly? Just a grouchy butterfly. That was my neighbor. Uh, when you, why do you spell out words? Well, just to avoid the word, but it's like a word I can't avoid, like that everybody's probably thinking of, uh. So it's like kind of like taking a like depowering the word by spelling it, but not because it's almost like by avoiding the word, it would bring more attention to it. But by spelling out like things were AFRAID from it, like it saps a little bit of the energy, I think. And it's a little bit, you say, well, it's kind of fun. We're having fun with you, AFRA, however you spell your name. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, Julie can ask, like, about the older episodes. Yeah, the voice is, like, different. There's definitely, like, a, it's hard to tell from a listener standpoint, but, like, we're using much, like, a, like, I was more nervous and the equipment was much lower quality. 
So it was like actually picking up less of my natural creaky dulcet tones. Uh, and I was like probably further away from the mic. Uh, and there's more like background hiss that you might not hear, but that like when you take that out, it takes out some of the uh, spectrum. But yeah, they definitely sound different. And some people like, some people love the old episodes. Some people love the new ones. And it's great that, uh, yeah, we've come this far. Uh, how many of the characters were invented just for the episodes? Pretty much all of them. I mean, some might have come from other places a little bit, but they changed. Like, a Big From the Sky PI was from another general idea I had. Um, but, yeah, most of them were like, uh, like when I was making the podcast, I'd be like, oh, what if uh, James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears returned to Earth uh, because they weren't happy about the state of the retail empires? Uh, what if a witch uh, decided to become a pirate? Or with uh, Big Pharma, was like, what if, what would it be like? Uh, it was just obsessed with the idea of like a really ineffective uh, investigator. And then I said, well, that's a little bit too, I don't know how sleepy that is. So how do we change that and make it, and where do we put them where there's not stakes? Like, because you say, well, if it was on Earth, then it would be like impacting people. So. And if it was their job, there'd be this values thing. So how do we make it like, okay, it's not that they're ineffective at their job. It's like their new new job. Oh, and where would it be where it'd be fun to not be good at investigating things? Uh, but what you're really trying hard. Oh, someplace where you have a new start. Well, how can we make it more dreamy? Ooh, what if it wasn't on Earth? Uh, well, how could we ground it and have some real emotional resonance? Well, what if he needs help? Okay, how can we connect it to, like, these kid? Oh, okay. Or with nuns in space, it'd be like, what would I do if I was on a spaceship with the nuns from my childhood? Oh, boy, that, what if? Uh, well, why would I be? What air? Oh, how would I be? Because they're not the same age as me. And most of them are the big, big farm. Uh, so they say, okay, well, we just change some rules around uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff. Oh, this is that question was from Kay. And the question earlier question was from Julie. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, just about like saying what if and then saying, hey, can I get to know you? Uh, which pirate woman? A lot of it about writing it out. Uh, uh, Nora asked, do I play in the intros in the same way I play in the stories? Or are they made up on the spot? They're mostly made up on the spot, or I'll have notes. Uh, with an idea for an intro, and then I usually don't have to use those for a while. Like, cause I, if I have notes of like uh, potato peels and pancakes, uh, and I say, could I do an intro about it? And I say, well, maybe about this or whatever. And then when I sit down and record the intro, some other idea will pop in my head. So then, like five episodes later, I'll do it about potato peels and pancakes. Uh, Val asks. Uh, uh, like, oh, this kind of goes to a big question of balance. Like, you might, you love sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, would you ever do any old episodes, uh, recaps of, like, shows that are, like, uh, people kind of love to, love to dislike them? Uh, and I'd say, like, it's a quite common question of, like, how do I pick the TV shows I pick? And one of the main, well, the main reason I choose the shows is uh, because I have to watch each episode five times. 
in not just one episode. It's like, okay, like if I, I stick with the show, I'm going to watch probably at least a hundred episodes of the show over a couple year period. And so like one thing is the show has to be able to stand up without it being, uh, uncomfortable, like where there's still joy left in me and the show after that fourth or fifth viewing, knowing that tomorrow I have to start watching another episode again. And so that we, and then there has to be like, ideally there's a big catalog. I mean, I broke that rule with good place, uh, it just because it was so consumable and so joy-filled uh, and there was such a depth there that uh, that's how I picked the shows. It's like, uh, oh, I've watched an episode of this. Uh, how does it feel to watch again? Okay, how does it feel to watch again, taking notes and pausing every two minutes? Okay, how does it feel to watch it again after that and either take more notes or be working out or something and watching it again and again? then sitting down to record. Uh, so just kind of like, like uh, I'm always on the lookout for new shows, but like it's tougher shows to make the cut because of that, because you say, okay, I just can't, like I don't want to have any, uh, I can't, like it's it would impact the podcast if I was having, like worst of an idea of all time does that, uh, but it's a comedy podcast, so they're able to mine that for what works for their show, for comedy, uh, in performance and insight where sleep with me, it, it would distract from the sleepiness if I was getting like, uh, uh, frustrated, I think, uh, or fed up or something with the show I was watching. Okay. Allie asks, what happens at a live show? I mean, some people at a live show, it's a little bit like the podcast, uh, but I'm there, but yeah, some people sleep, some people chill out and some people pay attention and have fun. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, but like I just used to uh, usually use, uh, uh, things that have really gone well on the show or I'll test out ideas that I think would work with the audience. Uh, how did ba- Antonio Banderas become a guest? Uh, that's a common question that came from Christine and Justin. Um, just like, I have no idea. I guess one day he just showed up, uh, like I was looking for some kind of transition between um, me and the narrator. And because like a lot of times uh, like my voice is similar to the narrator's voice, I was looking for some sort of intermediary uh, to make that shift uh, less jarring. And for a short time we used music between the intros and the stories, uh, but that didn't work. Like I got a lot of feedback about that, that, uh, like having a second round of theme music didn't work. Uh, and so then at some point we just got Antonio and it's been a dream ever since. Yeah, let's see. Roberta can ask about a Frasier, which is a popular, or I Love Lucy. And yeah, that's kind of like a Frasier, maybe for the, one of the holiday episodes. Uh, but it, like, I, I guess like uh, maybe, I mean, I'm, I, I guess, but I haven't... Uh, even got a depth of Frazier yet where I would be guaranteeing that. And let's see, Joe. Okay, these are all personal, personal. How do I balance the dulcets and lulling? Just kind of experience and, and feel. Uh, Janet asks, uh, do the, do you, like when you're writing something, does a progression of plot come to mind during the week? Uh, 
or while you're working on it. I'd say both. Like, yeah, sometimes when you're walking the dog or taking a shower, you realize, like, a story problem later on. Uh, but it is, like, the work you put in writing in the morning that I think, like, kind of, like, sows the seeds for, like, uh, like because if, if you're stuck, you just kind of write, well, what would they do? Like, a lot of times that's what I do. Or why isn't this working? Or why would they make that choice? And I say, I don't know. And then maybe later the next day I'll figure it out. Or maybe I'll go back to writing and figure it out. Uh, how do I keep a show at a level that doesn't wake people up? It, mostly post like staying calm in the moment and then post-production of uh, leveling and checking levels and everything like that. Oh, Cody asks, like, is there a regimen? Uh, yeah, so, like, I don't have it as much now. Like, I used to do, uh, like, I have to wait an hour or two after I eat to make sure my teeth are brushed earlier so there's no mouth noises. And then I would uh, have, like, a green apple. Like, I haven't done that lately. Uh, and then I'll have a cough drop or two. Uh, then I'll usually have a drink, which lately has either been apple cider or uh, coconut water with aloe. Both those are really good for me uh, to keep my no- mouth from clicking. And then I'll warm up either by doing the thank yous or doing some other recording. Uh, that's from Cody. Uh, Dan wants a ready to go on a Disney cruise. Uh, Sheila was under if you would do other tales. I mostly do our own tales or TV recaps uh, or influenced. So maybe if we did another season of uh, whatever that one was with all the, um, you know, like something similar to what Agatha, where she was teaching, uh, where Agatha was teaching uh, the kids. Uh, Let's see. So the pointless meanders, uh, do I contemplate them or do they both spill out Gregory ass? And I would say both. Like sometimes it's more about staying in the moment and having more material than you'll need. Because uh, then if I have more material than I need, then I can kind of go off topic or know where things are going. Yeah, Carrie asks, uh, if Fish, one of the influences of the show, yeah, I mean, they're constantly, they, like Carrie said, uh, whimsical, lyrical. And, yeah, they kind of are fun, and they reinvent themselves, uh, and they make stuff for their audience and, uh, like, a depth to their audience and not for everyone. Uh, Lois Anna asks, uh, is there blooper reel? Not anymore. I mean, most of the stuff makes it on the show. Like, the stuff that doesn't make it on the show is, like, boring. And then if there are any bloopers, they are, like, Sailor Blue. Uh, nowadays, because when I'm like, like if my mouth's making a lot of noise or someone's mowing the lawn, when I set aside time to record or something, like I'll really, uh, uh, but yeah, we used to, like warming up helps eliminate a lot of the bloopers that would be interesting. Yeah, and those are all in SoundCloud. Katie asks, do I take a creative writing or literature classes that introduce my style, influence my style? Yeah, I mean, I took like, classes at uh, Berkeley City College here. It's a community college. And I took a narrative uh, script writing class and then a workshop version of that class. And then a lot of classmates and I formed a writing group and all of those things. Uh, the teacher, 
uh, Joey Zanders and then my classmates uh, influenced uh, me, like uh, working in that group and uh, being in a writing group uh, and then writing with people outside of that writing group uh, really helped me find my voice uh, and just learn about the, like the work of writing, like just sit down and write every day, uh, share it with people and rewrite it. Uh, yeah, will there be any more Girl Raised by Theme Park episodes? Probably. I mean, I think so. I'd like to, uh, but I don't, uh, like, uh, you don't have it, like, uh, it's not set up for the next thing, uh, but uh, probably in the next, like, six to 12 months for sure. But I'm not 100% positive. Uh, so I guess I'm not, I, I would like to, I guess is the right answer. Uh, Patty asks, do I podcast full time? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, in like 2018, I started working on a show full time. Uh, uh, let's see here. We're getting to the end here. Um, but yeah, the, the show's like supported by the Pila Sports sponsors and the patrons. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that does that. Uh, Dan asks, like, uh, how do you optimize task switching? I guess the main way, right, way would be like reducing that, like, and Dan says, what if you only have 10 to 15 minutes to write? And I'd say that's probably pretty good because if you have 15 minutes, like, uh, maybe it means it takes you five minutes to get into it. Uh, and then if you only have 10 minutes, you have five minutes of good writing time. And that's enough, like, if you're doing it every day, uh, to start to really build up some momentum and build up those muscles. And if you have 15 minutes, that means, like, you have five minutes to warm up, uh, five minutes to write, and then five minutes to be distracted, right? Uh yeah, let's see. Jen asks, like, how, why do I mention Nietzsche in so many intros? Just because uh, I think philosophy can, like, be one of those things that keeps people's thought pattern going at bedtime. And that that could be, like, some, it's something that keeps me up. I say, hmm, who, wherefore, out, wherefore art thou? Oh, goodness. Wherefore out art thou? Am I? Or am I? You know, th- that kind of stuff. Uh, Jen asks about the live shows. Do I have any other live shows pl- planned for any other places? Uh, a lot of people ask about live streaming live shows. That's not a possibility just because, uh, one, like I'd like the, the crowd to be fresh. I mean, I do record them and release, release them later. But it's just also like I'm a one person. It, it's just not uh, like the infrastructure to do live streams of like uh, – on location performances is really tough. I, I don't have any other live shows planned uh, other than the local one. I'm still trying to figure out, honestly, like how to sell, like how to um, get people out for the events. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, kind of been a thing. Like, I think, like, especially with the live show, it's like uh, finding a way for the word of mouth to, to get out about why would I go to a sleep with me live show? Yeah, so if you see a live show by your area, the best way you can ensure there's more is by going, attending them. Uh, and I'm kind of just learning more about the promos and trying to figure out uh, what would be the best uh, way to do it. Because it's like, yeah, right now it just hasn't gotten to the place where it's, uh, other than doing small local shows, uh, I mean, maybe when you're hearing this, it's different uh uh, but it's just like the scale of people that would have to, to just pay the travel costs and, and, and the co- venue cost. Uh, it's like like a, slowly getting there. I mean, I've been right when I'm recording this is like a year of doing local live shows. 
And, you know, like, okay, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. So, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes filled. Sleep with me podcast.com slash live show. And ideally, we'll use the Night Vale model of like planning the live show out a year ahead of time. So you say, okay, I'm coming to Boston 2021, these dates. Uh, so it'll help us and like sell tickets and make sure the listeners are know about it. Uh, but that's it. Thank you for this. was a little supersized episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here. Uh, couldn't be here without you, without your questions, without your support, without your interest, uh, and without your nods uh, snoozing off there. Uh, couldn't do it without you. So I really appreciate it. And let me tuck you in there before these thank yous. Thanks.